This is 5Q, Episode 1, recorded on July 25th, 2013. Jacob Von Essen. So, welcome to 5Q, the initial episode. I'm here with our guest. I'm Jacob, and I'm from Sweden. Uh, Sweden rocks. <laughs> so, I met Jacob initially when I first moved here to Berkeley. Um, and we just clicked over, really, over our mutual love of Google. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of what you do and things like that? Yeah, sure. I'm, uh, well, I'm Jacob Van Essen. I'm from uh, a really small town in uh, Sweden. And it's like a small country too. So, and uh, I'm here to volunteer with a company called Bay Area Green Tours. In Berkeley, and uh, yeah, I've done that for about four months, and today was actually my last day at work, so yes, score, <laughs> finally, <laughs> and boohoo, yeah. So what do you have, what, what, are your, what are your plans for afterwards, now that you're done with your job? Yeah, right now I'm uh, actually like in 12 hours or something, going to, uh, uh, to Tennessee, to visit a relative there and bring them a hammock because <laughs> I love my hammock. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, then I'm gonna stay with them a few days and then going to visit a cousin in uh, Vancouver. No, in Whistler Mountain, but I'm going to Vancouver first. And then I'm going hopefully through the customs to the US again and <laughs> in the US for nine hours. And then I'm going home to Sweden <laughs> and studying. So what are you going to study in Sweden? I'm going to study sustainable energy, not systems, uh, technologies, at the Luleå Tekniska Högskola. It's in northern Sweden, farther north than I've ever been in my life. <laughs> so that smells good. Oh, smells good. It's really good. Okay. Yeah. All right. So... The premise behind this podcast is that we ask influential people a series of five questions, the same five questions to everyone, so let's get started with question one. Question one, what's your guilty pleasure? My guilty pleasure? I think it's a bit, actually, don't listen mom, to do things like they are supposed to be, or like the, like the, oh, the, what's it called, the good fairy would tell me to do them, and then feel better, feel a bit better myself than I think other people might feel that doesn't do those things. So you're saying, like, your guilty pleasure is doing things better like more sustainably than other people or no, more like what you're su- not supposed to do but what you're like taught to like oh follow the rules that's one thing and like don't smoke don't drink never take any what's it called weed <laughs> so so your guilty pleasure is following the rules yeah okay and feeling feeling really good at oh it, and, and feeling like, better comparing myself to other people okay and, yeah. Okay, so your guilty pleasure is feeling better, feeling more supreme over other people yeah. because you follow the rules. Okay. Like that. Yeah. 
I got but you. But don't tell anyone. <laughs> Too late for that. <laughs> All right, so second question. What defines happiness for you? Hmm. I think... Well, I did think of it more. <laughs> uh, I'd say that is to be able to do what I want to do without any big like obstacles in my way okay so just kind of being able to do what you want to do but no one's saying no you can't do that or yeah or like well sure they can say you can't do that but then for me to be able to do it anyway and okay. to like oh, them. no to <laughs> like, like one example is oh I'm here sitting here in the US in some well, basement looks like somewhere. <laughs> it's an apartment, thank you very oh, yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, really nice, classy apartment. <laughs> it's really um, comfortable, but not. And uh, yeah, you. <laughs> okay, something. Yeah. So no, but I'm sitting here and I've worked or volunteered actually for mm -hmm. free for four months and met all these great people, and Chris. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no, but and uh, I've like I thought, oh, I'm gonna try to help the world mm -hmm. with the climate change issue and learn a bit more. And then I went to the US and I learned a bit more and I tried to help as many people as I could. Yeah. And so were people back in Sweden saying no, you shouldn't do that, or or were your parents saying no? Mm, well, no, kind of discouraging no, my mum, parents have all been like, do what you want and don't do anything you don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. And so then, well, they have been like, yeah, sure, do it. But other, or like other people have been like, seeing the negative things or like the hard things like, oh, you need to find somewhere to live and oh, there must be, you have heard everything about Americans, they only smoke weed and <laughs> go to I'm glad, I'm glad we're projecting that across other countries. That's, that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but it's like, now it feels good to have done it. Yeah. And not like, oh yeah, I didn't think about, I needed to find some job, no, not find some, find somewhere to live or like, oh, it was a bit expensive. The first time I bought something, so then, oh, boo-hoo, I need to go home back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's kind of the same for me moving here to California from the Midwest, too. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, definitely a big change in, in some ways. But, you know, again, a lot of people in my life were, yeah, do it. You, you need to do it. So, I mean, it's, it's interesting how that's kind of similar. Um, all right, so question three. If you could fix one thing in the world, what would it be? That would be after having been here in America and seeing boatload of uh, documentaries and like hearing all these paranoid people. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be to remove corruption. Okay. Everywhere. All right. Or is that one thing or like one thing per country or one thing per city or one thing per person? It's just one uh, thing in the world. Yeah, so, like, yeah, then that would be to remove corruption, and then I think all the other things would blossom up, all good things. Yeah, so so, let's say that you were put in power tomorrow, 
of, of the entire world. What would you do to remove corruption? I'd tell that... Be, no, I'd say, don't lie. Then I would turn towards my big board of directors, or, or, or like, well, the people helping the Senate, <laughs> financially, and I would say, oh, you there, <laughs> you, whatever his name is, CEO of Exxon Mobile, uh, you lied, so away with you, no, not away with you, but justice for you. So what kind of justice would you give a CEO that lied? Like, what uh, would you do to him? I would put him through the uh, legal system, okay. which would automatically be fixed too, and I would, uh, I would um, make sure he got some life sentence for... So, oh, so no, I wouldn't do that. The legal system would make sure that, but he would get life sentence for crimes against humanity. Okay, so so how intense would the lie have to be to get a life sentence? Like like you know, obviously if I if I lied about where I was going, that's one thing, but like are you talking like if I lied about financial statements or something or Yeah, um or like well that depends totally on the lie, but for the for those for like the CEO of Exxon, uh since they, or like those people say, uh, we don't want to, or like, no, climate thing is, or like climate change, that's not non-existent, so no worries, just take this money and vote for, like, so it benefits us, okay. and like, no one will so get any hurt, and then, then that will, that's a lie. Because, okay, yeah. so you're talking almost kind of more lobbyists. Yeah. So people that would go, you know, to like our United States senators and give them money for their campaign yeah. in exchange for like a vote on this controversial yeah. bill or something. Yeah. Okay. All right, so the final question, or not the final question, question four. Who's your role model? I'd say I don't really... Since I'm perfect, I don't really have any, <laughs> like, proceeding or more. No, and uh, I like to, like, see the good attributes, attributes of people and, like, try to implement them in myself and see where they fit. So, so really, everyone is kind of your role model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you just, just kind of like to cherry-pick the best parts of people yeah, and just kind of try to emulate that. Okay. Yeah. Alright. So, what are what are the big things that you've picked out so far from being in America? Like, what's what's one thing that you've kind of picked up on? Hmm, that would be that people lie. Or, like, not people, corporations, but the people well, running the corporation, they lie, and they get away with it. Mm -hmm. And I'd say that's plenty unfair. And you could say that's crimes against humanity. Yeah. Or like, it's like it, it's crimes against everyone. doesn't benefit anyone. So I'd say that's a really big thing that I didn't know anything about before. Yeah. So what's, what's one good trait that, you've, that you feel that you've picked up from living 
for four months in America. That you that you're gonna try to emulate when you go back to Sweden. Yeah. Um you mean that I've like learned or that Yeah, like like yeah. how you're saying, you know, that you that everyone's kinda of your role model. Yeah. And that you try oh, yeah. to cherry yeah, pick. Yeah. That would probably be mm, all these people just like one person doing a petition and then getting some change done in so kind of kind of the grassroots yeah, yeah, yeah. effort yeah okay all right cool and like the power of the small man yeah and connected with others like-minded yeah yeah so just so just the ability and the passion to connect with other people that have a similar view on on a subject yeah cool all right so now for the last question uh, where do you see yourself in 25 years? Oh, another simple question. Then I'm in... Uh, I hope I've either started my own, own company, not to make money, but to save the world. So your own non-profit? <laughs> After having worked at a non-profit for four months, something... Uh, a non-profit that I think weren't so really not the best maybe you could describe it and um, I'd say well I don't know really know anything about I'd say a uh, uh, regular company profit driven company driven by profit for the world not profit for themselves and Maybe they're driven like a non-profit, but not being non-profit. Okay. Yeah. So, so you kind of you, you don't really see your com your future company as like a non-profit per se. It's just kind of yeah, no, a, a good company for the world. Yeah, and well, either that or I'm like head of sustainability at Google. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Um. So what what would your company that you would want to create if you're not working at Google, what would your company do? They would take all these smart solutions that I've seen here and either of the while while they have where they when they have all this like big money fund, they would like fund some more uh, companies doing like that or they would take these little things spread out over the globe and they would try to like see where that would maybe fit better or fit as good and bring it to that place and then oh that blossoms up there then we can bring it to that place too and then oh from that place to this place and then like try to strategize and help great ideas to like get as much power as possible or like get it to not be stopped by their own government or yeah get it to like blossom up where it blossoms the most where the best where it roots down the best okay so you're talking kind of like a, a kind of like a almost like a venture capital 
hybrid type company where you kind of invest in smaller companies, but then you also kind of want to help them spread their ideas yeah. around the world and something like that. All right. So, so thinking through this, how would you, how would you find these smaller companies? I would either go myself or send people around the globe on the hunt for great ideas and then I would somehow evaluate them and see which are the absolute best in different kinds of like different regions and then make sure that they are sprung up there too. Okay, so just kind of really, not necessarily having a contest, but just kind of... Yeah, no, yeah, no, not like, oh, submit all your great ideas here, and then, oh, only Americans come there and... Right, so you're, you're kind of talking just like having scouts kind of looking for the next big thing. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. All right. Well, not like, oh, the next big thing where you can make as much money as possible. Right. But the next big thing that can impact right. so you part of the world as possible. And yeah, so you're talking like, like the little, like a scientist, hobbyist scientist, kind of tinkering around in his garage with like nuclear fission or something like that. Yeah, yeah. and like, oh, it works. And then, like, showing people that it works by making, oh, say a car or something, and driving that around the whole world on one, on like, without having to refill it. Okay. Yeah? That would, like, at least convince me that I want that car. Please give it to me. So, I'll so, find it. So, in your business, the ideas would have to be demonstrated. Yeah. They would and not just, not just theoretical in someone's mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, like, if they would be theoretical, then I'd... Like, evaluate that, and, like, where would that work the best in practice? Yeah. And then bring it there. Okay. So, like, so like if you're talking clean water, yeah. like, obviously, America has clean water, you know, and most civilized countries do. But then you talk about, like, Africa, yeah. some parts of Africa, where that's still a struggle, or, or you know, other third world countries where that's still a struggle. So you wouldn't necessarily want to bring it to America because obviously we already have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so you'd like, want to focus it more yeah. on third world countries. Yeah, and maybe it's developed in America and then it lacks the, like, money to get it to, to try it out, to uh, see if, like, to determine if it's better, if it would work better or have a bigger impact in, uh, like, Say Sudan or uh, South America, mm -hmm. uh, Africa. <laughs> so so. Okay, so if you if you, if someone came up with this amazing idea that just completely revolutionized the way that we had that we developed clean water, let's say, yeah. you know, let's say that we figured out a way to cheaply get the salt out of ocean water and, and use that, you would. Would you would you bring that to America if it was cheaper than what we already have? Well, I wouldn't like see it. You know, is it cheaper or is it more 
profitable again for the company but I'd say like would it have a bigger impact on the people using it or like would more people be able to use it or like profit healthily what you say from it okay so, so not, not profit monetarily but profit yeah. like to really profit to like oh you give me some drug that saved my life that's extreme profit for me right not like oh you gave me five thousand dollars right that's a profit yeah that's five thousand dollars profit to, to kind of more prosper than profit yeah yeah alright alright so that's all the questions I have for you do you have any questions that you want to ask me mmm none that I can think of right now unfortunately <laughs> missed a bullet there Awesome. All right. So is there anything that you want to plug or promote while you're on the podcast? Mm. Maybe your website or... Oh, yeah, because it's so... <laughs> and yeah, sure. I'd promote... Like, or some, or, or yeah, some cause that you want to... Fourth generation nuclear factory... No, factories. What's it called? Nuclear... Uh, turbines? No, not turbines. Nuclear fusion? Yeah, nuclear power plants. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that can use, reuse, use and reuse, like waste from previous generations. Okay. Yeah, and use that, and then use it again, and then use again, so that it's like it's. So you're talking sustainable nuclear power yeah, plants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I'd say that everyone should watch the movie Pandora's Promise. Pandora's Promise, okay. Because it's about that and it's like about revealing quite a bit about how that is extremely much better than, well, anything else right now that I know. So Pandora's Promise is about people developing reusable nuclear technology basically like where yeah always a bit about the history and like the Chernobyl lie right that like green companies like uh, Greenpeace yeah have spread that oh it would be a million deaths mm. when it in fact if you look at the numbers was more like 3000 deaths yeah and that was because because the Chernobyl plant was well it was not protected at all yeah and it wasn't even made for doing power but for making weapons right and then oh slightly re-engineer yeah kind of oh the USSR fell now I guess we have to figure out something else and <laughs> yeah so Pandora's promises yeah okay and that's on Netflix? No, no, uh, I just saw it at an awesome, another awesome preview that you have in America in the town I don't have at home, <laughs> where I can see movies before they even air, or like before the world premiere. Okay, and so kind of like a, like a screening. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and oh, then I've seen like the direction, director is there and like, yeah, that's good. <laughs> Bring that to Sweden. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's not quite out yet. 
Um, as far as you know. It might be out, out like now or something. Yeah. Yeah. So go watch it. <laughs> Search for it. It's out there somewhere. Um, all right. So I guess that's all I have for our inaugural episode of 5Q. Um, yeah. So thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you soon.